Welcome to the Wayne Kathy Show. I'm your host, Kathy Zhang. So today, uh, it's just by myself. Uh, Wei is, uh, you know, not available. Cannot make it to the show today. But uh, today, I'm going to bring you a very important topic, and I'm sure a lot of people would be interested. It is about election integrity. With the primary going on around the country right now, and in here in California, the primary is on June 7th. It's the first time that California will have a early prime uh, primary election. But uh, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure, you know, actually we've heard from our audience here, people are questioning, you know, in California, is the election fair and safe? So actually, this is not only about California, it's about the entire country. But today, the story I will bring to you is from California. A couple who's from Silicon Valley, they used to be high-tech uh, engineers, but uh, they volunteered themselves with a couple of uh, other friends and uh, like-minded people. Starting from last year's, California's Governor Newsom's recall election, all of a sudden they just found out, you know, there's so much concern about the election system. And now, you know, less than a year, they came up with a very in-depth analysis of uh, some, like uh, the election system, in, you know, especially in regards to the vote-by-mail system. And they found out some very uh, troubling, very concerning issues. Then also they offer some solutions. So uh, I think it's um, you know very interesting for people to understand uh, why they did that, what kind of work they did, and uh, what's their solution. So this couple, uh, Robert and Alice Edwards, one of them is a native Californian. Born and raised in California, used you know has been the Silicon Valley high tech engineer for a long time, and his wife Alice Edwards actually immigrated from Taiwan forty some years ago. She is also a software engineer, but ten years ago she decided to retire and open up a barbecue restaurant in Silicon Valley, you know near Silicon Valley. So. And they had to actually close a restaurant since the pandemic started. And now they are operating it uh, online. But um, they just, uh, they told me they have been just minding their own life, own jobs until last year. And when the California voters wanted to recall Governor Newsom, they start to get very uh, involved. Although the recall failed, Alice and uh, Robert became more politically active. Together with a small group of uh, local voters, they did a lot of research on the whole process of uh, vote by mail and uh, compare it with voting person. Came up with uh, the educational video to inform other concerned voters. And uh, they even went as far as bought some voter roll database in a couple of counties in the Bay Area and uh, looked deep into it, found something very concerning. So then, you know, my interview with them started with 
why and when they became uh, so politically active. So let's hear from Robert first. I, I really was in a bubble because uh, you know, none of it really affected me. And I think I, I, I'm in, 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 uh, I share that concept, I share that idea with a lot of people in the tech industry. We, 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 we do our work, we get our pay. Uh, nothing affects us as far as uh, politics is concerned, but uh, nothing can be further from the truth. So uh, when I got out of the tech industry and we started our restaurant uh, uh, a long while back, 10 years ago now, um, well, I, I remained in the uh, tech industry, but um, I, re I recently got out of the tech industry uh, and we had to close our store. And up in, uh, to the time before we closed our store, uh, we we found that life very difficult for, for small businesses. Uh, and, and based on what was happening in this state, the, the political and the policies that were in place. And uh, when the pandemic hit, it, it all became very clear uh, that the policies were not here to help us. They were here to, to, to make life difficult for us and to destroy small businesses. And we saw that firsthand. So we had to get involved. Um, so uh, the first time uh, we got involved was with the Gavin Newsom uh, recall. Uh, we uh, we saw a, a, a tremendous and a, an, an inspiring number of people sign the petition uh, to recall Gavin Newsom, um, and so we wanted to do our part. We volunteered at the Registrar of Voters to uh, you know just to to make sure that. Uh, uh, the, the voting process was going as we expected it, uh, and as we expected it to happen, uh, based, based on our lifetime of voting. Uh, and, 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 and we saw some, uh, we became very disturbed. And uh, after that, uh, we just got even more involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, there's something, something needs to change. Something, it, it, something has gone terribly wrong, and uh, it, needs to be, it, it needs to be fixed. So Alice being an immigrant from Taiwan long time ago, over 40 years. So what's her process of, you know, from uh, just mind the, her own businesses in, uh, as a high tech software engineer and then later a small business owner? At the similar time and we realized something is so wrong. And then I have to reflect on it and realize that, that it's our own fault. Because for me, you know, I was really an uneducated voter. I'm not. I did not take voting that seriously, right? You know, uh, I didn't bother to do any research. And uh, when it come to voting time, you know, whatever pamphlet come to me, it looks good. I vote for the person. I really never knew the, the person, right? And now, and and I've been here over over 40 years, and I literally just woken up and and realized, you know, how what happened to this country, right? It's completely a different country than when I grew up with. That's how I realized I better start getting educated on what we're doing and, and, and I cannot trust just, you know, I mean, just nearly willy, you know, uh, do my votes without knowing who they really are. So that's how we started. That's how I started, yeah. So as both of them said, especially Robert said, he found something really, really went wrong with the election. You know, how did they find out? So Alice and Edward, they volunteered to become an observer, election observer for EIPA, which stands for Election Integrity Project California. 
um, or EIPC. So this nonprofit organization dedicate themselves to just uh, try to uh, protect the election integrity in California. So they volunteered, they got training as an observer, then went to the local county register of voters during the recall election last September to observe the whole election process. And they, you know, par partner with other volunteers and saying that they went to the registered voter office during the election season, day and the night, not day and the night, okay, just a whole day long from nine o'clock until the, you know, the office is closed. And they take shifts, they basically follow the ballots from in to out, you know, just to try to figure out the whole process. So what did they observe made them become so concerned? The vote by mail, uh, it's uh, advertised as uh, being so, uh, so much more convenient for everyone. And then uh, the hidden part behind it is uh, how much more effort and how much more money is involved and how much more, how many more people touch your ballot as it's as it, as it goes through the as it goes, goes through the process and whenever that happens uh, you always have to ask yourself uh, well uh, uh, is is the ballot being handled correctly and uh, and that still remains the question so there's the, it, it, it raised more questions than answers uh, at least from my perspective I just want to give an example. We actually mapped out, being the engineer that we are, we put a flowchart <laughs> to show, you know, like the process. Look at this is the chart that we chart out how to process the vote by mail uh, ballot. And look at how many uh, boxes it involves. And all the yellow ones requires at least 20 to four, uh, 50 people, multiple hours of manual work just to get your, you know, get the ballot through. That's kind of what Robert was talking about. And a lot of them, you know, you probably can see, but there are asterisks on there that shows that every single box that have asterisks on it require a very uh, expensive machine, uh, like over a million dollar machine to process your ballot. So what are the other concerns that they had um, based on their observation? The concern we have is also observing the large amount of a ballot end up being adjudicated. And, and, and how did that happen? Uh, in <clears throat> recall, I mean, normally in uh, any election, people expect only about less than 3% of any ballot should be adjudicated. Otherwise, that system is fraud. But then in uh, Gavin Newsom recall's case, they were over 50% adjudication. That means manually they would have to have two people to re-examine, review your ballot. So, you know, one may really wonder why the adjudication rate is so high, over 50% in Santa Clara County, right? Normally, and the, what they explain, you know, and actually this is a very simple ballot, only two questions on the ballot. First question, do you want to recall the current governor, Gavin Newsom, yes or no? Okay, and the second question is, uh, you know, who do you want to elect as the new governor? There are, 
you know, uh, you know, a, a slate of uh, candidates, and you choose one. But uh, uh, according to the election law, you could choose uh, answer just uh, either of the question, right? You can just uh, choose answer two of the two of the questions or one of the questions. They are okay. However, what Alice and uh, Robert told us is, you know, kind of surprising. The system didn't handle no collection for the vote. So it would go into automatic adjudication, which means it would automatically go in front of a human and the human would actually put in a select the vote. Right, and one thing to, to point out is that because machine is programmable, that's their choice, mm -hmm. okay? So they choose to say if you have anything that uh, you left anything blank, they would need to kick that out for human adjudication, which is kind of bizarre, right? Mm -hmm. Normally you would expect them to say, oh, if you didn't vote, that means you didn't want to vote on that race and let it go, right? But then in, in the vote by mail case, they didn't do that. And that's why when we get into vote in person, that's why vote in person becomes safer because they don't go through that process. So as far as uh, voting person, how does that process look like? So this is what vote in person look like, mm -hmm. okay? And look at how it's half of the boxes and it's very small. And if you can see, there's only one yellow box, meaning only one task that is labor intensive. And that's why that is where the only task is, is where uh, they have, have to have everybody to go collect the SD card from every single vote center to aggregate them. So you can see how clean, how much cleaner it is. And not only that, for the most part, most of those boxes, you still have control over your ballot, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't go through adjudication whatsoever. If you put it in, you get to review your, your ballot. You want to scan it yourself, right? And then you, you, uh, you can review your vote and then you hit confirm and it, the data goes into the SD card and that's it, it gets uploaded to the to the uh, EMS machine and that's it. Yeah. So that's why it's much safer. So how about using the Dropbox to personally drop off the ballot? Alice and Robert revealed something they observed during the Gavin Newsom's recall election, which is also very surprising and concerning. That's what I did. That's what we did before. And we discovered that, no, even, well, it's safer from a perspective that you don't go through the U.S. Post Service, which you don't know so. what happened. Yeah, one carrier, yeah. Yeah, but then even when you drop it in like that, they're considered vote by mail. So they go through that whole other flowchart process mm. the same way. So that really, it's not safer. And, and one thing to worth point out, I don't know it happens in other county. If you go vote in our registrar voter, we end up observing that they would try to turn your vote in person back into vote by mail. When you ask for a ballot, instead of giving you a flat ballot and let you scan it yourself, they would automatically try to give you another envelope ballot. Okay, and that's a very big warning sign because essentially what they try to do is that they give you a new vote by mail ballot and ask you to fill it out and then go drop it in the drop box in front of their office. That also go into the vote by mail uh, process. Exactly the same. 
Yeah. So so that's why we recommend people when when they start doing that, you need to insist that you know I don't want to do this. I want to do a. I want to get a flat, not folded ballots, and I don't need an envelope. That's a key part. No envelope. Okay. And then if they they have a scanner, insist that you want to scan it yourself, and you can review the uh, your your cast ballot before you cast it. Okay, so that's a very important step because we actually witnessed that and it's a big frustration for and confusion for people that go into the uh, center and want to vote in person. So after Alice and uh, Robert witnessed you know, what went on with the mailing ballot and the whole process, they decided to dig more into it. So they actually bought, and with other volunteers they, together, they bought the voter roll from Santa Clara County and uh, tried to find out what's really going on behind that. The more we dig, the more question we got, okay? So we discovered that the voter roll is not very clean uh, as we were hoping. Like for example, we have discovered uh, just one quick example is that we discover there are in Santa Clara County specifically, there are 804 hundred years or older person that voted. And the oldest is 172. And there were 46 of them that is 122 years old. So that is a quite an old age. Yeah, so and uh, they Alice and Robert also told me about uh, the actually this is uh, you know was in the news about uh, the lawsuit between uh, was brought up brought up by the EIPC um, to the Secretary of State in California the Election Integrity Project California sued the state of California for the you know the messed up voter roll and uh, it was judged that the state of California needs to clean up and update the voter roll each year. However, what uh, Alice and uh, Robert and the, their volunteers found out, you know, at least in Santa Clara County and another county, Monterey County in California, have not done that. So what did they say how, about how to clean up the voter roll? One of the things that we felt it's probably most effective is for everybody to go check their own registration data to make sure that their voting data and voting history is accurate. And they can do that by go to, go to uh, Secretary of State's official website. There's actually a tool that allow you to do that. And what's most more important is that we discover is that uh, if you know any of your family member, relative that have moved out of your house uh, for many years or actually even pass away, right? Uh, you have rental housing that have tenant move in, move out uh, many years ago. Uh, it's worth checking their data as well to ensure that they're no longer registered under your address. And, and, and and then if you do discover discrepancy like that, uh, we're asking you to go to the registrar voter to let them know, uh, demand them to take these uh, out of date data 
of the uh, registration of the voter roll. So that turned out to be very important. So, um, and uh, because they also found out that uh, people, you know, are calling them since they are doing this project and uh, uh, people telling them how, you know, they've been receiving multiple mailing ballots for maybe the former tenants who never uh, live there anymore. And uh, so what to do with these, um, you, non, you know, supposedly non-usable uh, non mail-in ballot. So what's their suggestion? Our recommendation is that don't just destroy it, right? Minimum, you want to save that as evidence or and or you need to, you can take that ballot into the registrar or voter and demand that they take those extra records off uh, the voter roll. And that's one way to get them clean as well, right? And uh, and make sure they they uh, uh, they destroyed it. They spoiled it. Yeah, they destroyed it uh, right in front of you, or you know, uh, right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of important because uh, uh, we discovered that as as we observe the process, we discovered that what uh, in the vote by mail process, once you separate the envelope and the ballot, uh, they can they no longer know who who that ballot is belonging to. Okay, so if you give them the extra ballot, there is opportunity for uh, for fraud again because they can pretty much just take the take the envelope out and then continue to use a very good ballot. You know, and I'm, we're not accusing them of doing that. We're just saying that you know uh, it's best to to reduce the probability and opportunity for potential frauds. Mm -hmm. And that's how we keep our yeah, election safe. The potential safer. is greater than zero. So that's as, as long as... <laughs> yeah. Right. So what's their overall uh, suggestion to people, who, to the voters who are concerned about the election integrity and uh, fairness and uh, safety? From the vote by mail, vote in person, this is this is just our request is that if you can please vote in person and vote in person a certain way like you know even when they give you a sharpie you know, i mean just bring your own pen you know basically you know you don't need to get into confrontation with them but then you know just go ahead and vote with your own pen rather than a sharpie right mm -hmm. so uh because we do see bleed through as well and, and the point about uh checking your own information According to the law, the individual has the greatest legal right and legal opportunity and legal power to make changes to their voter registration. Third parties have a very difficult time uh, correcting that information. Uh, it's the individual that has the constitutional right and the legal right to do so. That's why, that's why much of this isn't getting fixed mm. because the individual has to do this, and, and they and no, and that's just that's the facts. Those are the legal facts. Right, and that's why we're here to try to uh, help, you know, getting this information out, so we can, you know, empower people to education. To, yeah, to educate them, and so it can empower them to take action, to as minimum to to clean up their own house, and so if we all do that then uh, the voter roll is going to be a lot cleaner. 
So for you know people who are interested in getting their information, where to find it? Yeah, they can go to Rumble channel, user uh, Happy Goose, <laughs> Happy Goose, G O O S E, right? Uh, and to, uh, once they get there, we actually have animated animated version of of the side by side comparison, which we walk through every single boxes to explain to you what they do. Okay, so so we have uh, in Chinese, in English, and in Spanish. So uh, that's that's a good place for people to get educated on how their uh, ballot are actually processed. So after the 2020 presidential election, what happened to it? And uh, some people feel very disappointed and feel that if the election system in the United States is not fixed, you know, something about the election cannot be changed, maybe it's just better not to vote. So how does, um, how do Alice and Robert think of that? It's clear to me, even based on Virginia's uh, election case in other cases, we realize, yes, they are fraud going on. And we, and we can't stop that necessarily. For now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yet, if it's even more important that everybody need to get out to vote to overwhelm the system. So they can only do fraud for so, so so much. They, you know, usually they're based on, you know, they anticipate this amount of yes, it's all statistical. It's so, statistical. Yeah, yeah they, they they're anticipating. Let's say if this uh, uh, for midterm only like three hundred thousand uh, registered voter would actually vote. If we if we all activate and end up with five hundred thousand, they wouldn't know what to do. The best thing for us to be is be unpredictable. Yeah. Like the conservatives have a have a mindset. Oh, we have to vote all at the same time on election day, and uh, we'll and everything will be fine. And, well, that's not really necessarily a, a, a true statement because now they now they that's predictable now. In the Gavin Newsom uh, race, uh, all the uh, uh, people came out. Conservatives came out on voting vote day, and and voted. Well, that was predicted. They knew that that would happen. They, they didn't even, at least in our case, in our yeah. observation, they didn't even count those votes those days, that day. Oh, really? Yes. So, oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Yes. So we discover, right, as an observer, we discover. So the uh, Secretary of State insists that uh, all the vote center must announce their result at 8.01 p.m. So what does that tell you? That's right one minute after the poll closed. And what does that tell you? That means any all the vote uh, that you voted on the election day was not not uh, broadcast as the official result. So if you, and then they already declare a winner before those votes are counted. And if they're forcing or they're or translating all of the in-person votes to mail by mail ballots, which they which they are, which they did, yeah. So they can't they can't guarantee that your vote will count unless you scan it. The only time that you can guarantee you'll count that day is if you scan it yourself. Right, because then they can then they can take as long. I mean, I don't even know how many weeks after that to it count was, those. It was two weeks. Oh, it yes. was two weeks after you vote. And in fact, in 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 this case. They were not. They stopped counting 
any of the vote the previous day the previous day as well right so we saw them they would they were yeah. storing the ballots in the warehouse oh right right so so i'm not saying that they they will stop count they will add that in but then they will already try yeah. to project they want already yeah. so i'm that's not saying why. they're not counting at all they, yeah. they just they just slow they, walk it they mm -hmm. take their time but but until everybody already already accept that oh this is not this is the winner already right why do they do that is that because they already figure out that you're going to vote on the election day right and they're going to slow walk those votes so it's best to be unpredictable right that's why we actually encourage people vote in person as early as possible or all the time right you know everybody just go whenever but based on virginia elections case i i i feel that it's very important for you know to be close right whichever uh, uh candidate you like you, you want to get out early enough so so their percentage is always close right not to be so far away because that's what happened once they discover you can do it so far away they stop counting your vote and then project this guy as a winner so there are definitely strategies but then yes i the, the worst thing is for people to say why bother vote and they are actually just to be honest there are some control opposition out there try to encourage people not to vote saying why bother and that's very dangerous because why essentially if you don't vote you already voted for your op opponent. They actually want you not to vote. Because if you don't vote, then they don't even need to go through the trouble to try to cheat. Mm. So it's making it even easier for them. They want to suppress you. They want to discourage you enough so that nobody will vote. Then they don't even need to vote. And if that is that the country we want to live in, right? That's not America. Yeah, so. so. So, bottom line is vote. Vote unpredictably. Don't vote when they, they want you to vote. Vote, 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 vote. Vote aggressively and then encourage people that never look vote to come out to vote. Because those are most unpredictable ones. Because they are counting on them not voting. Right? Mm -hmm. So, when they start coming out and vote, that will surprise them. So I ask Alice and Robert why they think it's important, you know, especially for them, like for the f past 40 years, they not really, you know, care about politics or election. And uh, just uh, in the past year, they became so much aware of that and they become so devoted. And uh, also I ask them, are you hopeful for the future of America? So it's really about we need to watch out for our own self-interest is that what's good for the people right and and for the country versus people that that don't care about this country so that i think that's more of a better distinction than you know uh than democrat or republican yeah, i'm very hopeful i think as a yeah. i mean this country has survived worse <laughs> I think uh, I think we'll get through this. I'm hopeful. Others, uh, I, we've met so many great people. Yeah. Uh, so many people that are also heartful and hopeful. We'll get through this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are. What's encouraging is a lot of people are waking up, and now they have a better sense of urgency. So we have seen many more people, you know, willing to pitch in and do something, and that's the very heartening part. Right. It's, and so I think a lot of them, it's all a matter of 
but then now a lot of people, that's why a lot of people are asking for resources. And you're like, what, what can we do? Where can I find information? That's, that's you know, every day I get questions like that. So I, I'm definitely very encouraged by uh, what we're saying here. Right. So that's uh, how Alice and Robert, uh, you know, go through, went through this process and uh, became so uh, active in fulfilling what they think they should do. So how do you think? Uh, please leave your comments there. And, uh, you know, how do you think what they did and uh, their suggestions? So we'd like, love to, you know, uh, read from your comments. And uh, see here, I saw some um, comments. Uh, Doreen, it looks like Doreen lives in San Jose, right? And you said uh, you had Dominion in uh, your booth in San Jose, and they're getting to everyone to use the marker, the Sharpie, and although the ballast says not to use them. So Alice and Roberts also pointed that out, point that out in the saying, suggesting, you know, you just insist and bring your own pen, right? When you, you know, I don't think anyone can force you to use certain marker or pens. So it really uh, up to you, you know, and uh, once people are, more and more people are educated, then people can make a better informed uh, decision. And Joe also raised the issue of the Dominion voting machine. So I think that's really on top of mind of a lot of people, uh, the potential, you know, the, it's not only potential, right? It's the, the problem already demonstrated. So um, just like Alice and uh, Robert saying, they are encouraging everyone to do what they can, what you can, and uh, step by step, they believe it can be fixed. Um, so let me see if there are any other comments there. So, all right. Yeah, and uh, so I think uh, that's it for today. It's a relatively shorter uh, show today, but I hope the information, the story of uh, Alice and uh, Roberts, uh, Robert is, uh, you know, inspiring to you. And uh, have a great long weekend. And uh, so if you are interested in uh, what they have to offer, Alice and Roberts and their uh, fellow volunteers, there will be information that we'll provide to you um, very, you know, after my show. So Alan said, uh, thank you for info. Being informed is important. Thank you. You're, you know, I totally agree with that. Once people are informed, then people's power will truly show. All right. So take care. Have a wonderful long weekend and see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Is a ballot cast in an envelope better than cast in person? What happens once a ballot is mailed back or dropped in the drop box? The core of our election system is to have ballots correctly reflect the wishes of the voter. Only then can we ensure consent of the governed. Learn how ballots are counted and why it is critically important to cast your ballot in person at a vote center. Search Happy Goose on Rumble and watch illustrative videos. Your vote is important. Make sure it counts.